You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. This is episode 24, um, our first day of uh, SDCC, San Diego Comic Con. Um, As we've talked about before, we didn't actually get tickets to the con, so basically we're just going to cover just what we're doing throughout our weekend and how we're able to make a trip of what is San Diego Comic Con without actually having badges. So I am Jesse and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. Hi. And uh, we are going to get this uh, show on the road. We had a long day and I am going to be drinking an alcoholic beverage. And I am drinking something I've never tried before. It's Smirnoff Ice, but it's electric berry. So, um, it's like a mixed drink that comes in a, in a, it's like a pre-prepared mixed drink that comes in a nice little plastic bottle. And, uh, mine actually tastes like fucking blue Powerade, which is delicious. And surprisingly, I mean, it is, uh, believe stronger than... I mean, it's about as strong as beer, but it's a pint, it's 5% alcohol content, so it's as strong as any other beer, except it tastes more delicious than beer. So, I have that, and Amanda also has uh, an alcoholic beverage. What did you get? Electric Mandarin. So it's orange. What does it taste like? Pretty good? Orange. Like orange? <laughs> it tastes like citrus. It's so delicious. Like orange color. <laughs> orange color. No, natural. It's good. It tastes like, um, kind of tastes like orange high C. Yeah, it is good. This stuff isn't even that expensive either. It's like five bucks. But it does look like a, like a Powerade bottle. It's, it's fucking cool, man. I'm, I'm actually, uh, pretty... I've uh, enjoyed both of these drinks so far. I actually tried hers right before we started recording, and it's pretty good. So, uh, with that, um, I mean, do you want to kind of start off with um, the beginning of our good day and, like, what we were, like, planning on doing? Take it off uh, with you. Go ahead. What do we plan on doing? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the face. Um, it started so, off with a really long walk from our parking space all the oh way across what felt like infinity forever to the Children's Museum. This woman always wants to like pay the fucking bike trolley guy to like cart us everywhere like we're in fucking Indochina. You know, like, she, you know, if, if there were like a million fucking like rickshaw pullers... You know, we'd be paying somebody to fucking pull us around everywhere. Even though, like, we have, like, perfectly functioning fucking legs. She's always just like, my feet hurt. And I'm just like, um, it's only a couple of blocks. Like, it wasn't even that far. So, so this didn't have anything to do with my feet. It's because I don't feel very well. Okay. But whatever. Anyways. So, we park, um, in this, uh, we usually try to park in this same, uh, parking lot that's, um, right across the street from Petco Park. And so, uh, we actually showed up, like, super late. We stayed up, like, fucking really late last night because we went and saw, um, uh, Star Star Trek Trek. Beyond. 
last night at the IMAX at about like 10 o'clock at night. And so, um, you know, after we left there, we were fucking driving around San Diego, hitting a bunch of fucking uh, uh, pokey stops, trying to collect fucking pokeballs and stuff and trying to find other pets. Um, and that actually burnt up a good amount of time. But once we got into the room, we didn't actually get to bed till like 3.30, or I didn't get to bed till 3.30 in the morning, but Amanda went to bed around like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning also. And so uh, we didn't actually get to uh, didn't actually get to the lot until, I don't know, it was probably like fucking 11, right? It was somewhere yeah, over about there. 11. It was about 11 o'clock. I mean, but it's not like, you know, traditionally... Not like we had anywhere to be. Thanks, Comic-Con. Yeah, I mean, we've been going to... Uh, we had been going to Comic-Con for, I think, about the past four years, maybe five years. But we'd attempted to get Comic-Con tickets for probably about five or six years. You know, six years of failed attempts trying to get convention tickets before we finally got them. And so then we were able to attend for at least four years before, you know, this last go-around where we had fucking... We had the... Uh, um, you know the was it the pre-sale ticket time to try to get tickets that didn't work and then we knew going into the general sale that it was going to be a fucking tough time and we didn't get tickets I mean and what sucks and what kind of like pisses us off is that we got tickets at a time where they started going to this fucking lottery system where they like you know randomly purged people out of it and bef like every year before we got tickets Everybody was kind of like grandfathered into the ticket system, you know, so, um, I mean, which is probably how we got tickets, like, it's funny that, like, we're pissed that this system basically fucking purged us out, because had they not introduced this system, in theory, we may not have got tickets to begin with, because if they were continuing to grandfather people in, we may have never got tickets anyways, so, I mean... That doesn't that I I don't not acknowledge that it's just it sucks because there were people before that that had been going for years and years and years and years and years and you know and like we only got to go for a couple of years although for those of you listening that have been fucking trying for about as long as we had and you're like oh fucking boohoo at least you got to go for a couple of years yeah I get it it's just that having tasted it and then getting it taken away it fucking sucks um so. Uh, you know, we didn't get tickets for this year, and so we had already purchased um, a hotel to stay because um, we'd actually planned. Uh, whenever we'd gone to Comic Con in the years before, we could never. A lot of the times, we weren't able to afford um, to go for like all four days or like with a preview night. And this year was the year that we'd actually planned to do like the four year pass of preview night. We were going to try to, you know, do the entire thing and uh this year's the year we didn't get tickets so um we had kind of we, we what we did is we just kind of like hedged our bets because we got a pretty decent price for you know an okay an okay hotel i mean we didn't really choose this hotel that we're in now uh basically the way it worked out is we went on like a like a hot wire website and they had a deal you know for you know the san diego area which was like super close to the convention and you know, for like three nights or four nights, or we're only here for three nights. So, you know, for the three nights that uh, we had chosen, we figured we can add dates later if we did get 
you know, the, the four-day passes, like, with preview or whatever, we could just add those dates. But what ended up happening was we did the three the three popular days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and uh, we ended up only having to pay, like, 350 bucks for our uh, for our room. The, the catch is that when you book the fucking room, it's not refundable. So... We were assuming, hey, we're going to get tickets. We bought the fucking uh, hotel, non-refundable, already paid for it. Then we go to get the fucking tickets, do the pre-sale, don't get any. Fucking do the regular sale, don't get any. And we have this fucking room for three days in San Diego with no pass to Comic-Con. So, um, you know, having gone a bunch of times, we know that there's all kinds of stuff that goes on um, around the area of... uh, the San Diego Convention Center, and so we figure, hey, you know what? Fuck this. I mean, even though we can't actually go to, um, you know, get on the convention floor and like attend, you know, the the panels at San Diego Comic Con that we've come to love, um, you know, we can still make a decent trip of this because, you know, in theory, we're gonna buy at least two tickets to San Diego if we were able to, and we're gonna pay, uh, you know, two hundred dollars for those passes. And then we're still going to, like, pay for other stuff that we're going to do in the after hours, uh, you know, portion of San Diego like we've done every year before. So this year we plan to basically, you know, just keep our plans, attend anyways. And uh, we ended up getting some passes, uh, well, for Friday. And we'll just talk about Friday mainly since, uh, you know, our Friday is pretty much done and over with. Is that um, we had uh, tickets... For panel at uh, Nerd HQ, which is in the, uh, the Children's Museum uh, downtown, and uh, that's where Nerd HQ was last year. And the panel was for Con Man. Did you want to talk a little bit about uh, Con Man? What it is as a show, or you know, for those that well, I don't you know, know what it is as a show. I've never watched it. Well, uh, you know, basically, um, Nathan Fillion and Alan Tiddick, um, like, I guess decided to, you know, uh, start this, start this show together. There are several other people that are in this, uh, that are in this show, but initially it was Nathan Fillion and Alan Tiddick that, uh, you know, started this con man show, which is funny because there's, you know, they, they go to tons of conventions and so, you know, I mean, basically, this show is about two guys that go around, like, on a, you know, convention-type circuit, like, going to all these cons and stuff like that and, like, dealing with fans and and whatever. And so, I mean, that's pretty much, like, what they do. So, um, that's, like, I think what this show is kind of based on. And there are several other people that are in the show, and all of the main players in the Con Man show were supposed to be in the conman panel that we were attending thing is is that the conman panel that was at nerd hq didn't start until two o'clock so we you know had some time to kill before um you know we attended the uh um before we attended the panel now the panel is more of like a all q a panel it's you know completely based on questions they're not really like doing any big announcements on anything that you know they're that they may or may not be doing. I mean, they might give you, like, a couple little morsels of information, but, you know, more or less, it's, you know, just general Q&As. They might, uh, you know, they've, they've uh, you know, done a lot of 
auctioning of like their personal items, you know, during, uh, you know, the Q and A that you know typically lasts an hour, and uh, you know the panels aren't very expensive. They only cost about twenty-two bucks a ticket. They are really hard to get um, because there's only so many seats and there's a bunch of people that want to have the ability to attend these panels because you know all these people that they you know for shows that they love are you know going to be in these panels and so the reason that they do these panels at nerd hq is because it's uh to um what what's the uh what's the benefit for the uh um operation smile right it's operation it's operation smile which is uh something that uh zachary levi's always trying to um you know get people to donate to and so that's what these panels are these are uh, conversations for a cause, and so the money that gets raised from these uh, these panels and auctions, you know, go to um, you know helping children in uh, other countries and stuff. So, uh, you know, these conversations for a cause or these panels, um, you know, raise money, and then there's smiles for smiles, which after people are typically done with the panel. Um, they might go into another photo booth room where people can line up and meet with some of the people from those panels and take photographs together and typically it's twenty dollars for at least up to four people to be in the same photo with them and uh, it's uh, you know a pretty good deal um, so we uh, you know we, we park in the lot like Amanda said we don't really necessarily parked any farther than we've ever been parked at any other point in any other uh, convention we've ever attended the thing is, though, is being that we were actually going to go straight to Nerd HQ, being that that's where we needed to go anyways for our panel, it was a little bit of a walk because typically what we do is we walk across the Petco Park, go over the bridge, and then we go to the convention floor, walk around the convention floor, and then we usually exit on the far side and go across the street, and then typically we're already there, um, you know, at, uh, at Nerd HQ because... You know, it's it's basically on the far side of of uh, um, of that convention. The thing is, it's basically the same distance. It doesn't it, f it doesn't feel as long because you're kind of doing a bunch of stuff in between that uh, that long distance. Whereas we just kind of walked in a straight line from the parking lot to Nerd HQ. Um, and so when we got there, it was like a nine ten minute walk. We got there. Um, there was like a Mac makeup booth that was across the street from the children's hospital, which, uh, museum. Uh, well, from the, did I say the fucking children's hospital? Yes, you did. Yeah. I meant the children's museum. I don't, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know where I came up with children's hospital. Maybe I'm getting a little punch drunk, but, um, I mean, you were kind of familiar with the, um, the Mac makeup booth and like what they were doing there. What were they, I, what were they selling or offering or, or doing there with, whatever booth they had. Mac made a makeup line for Star Trek's 50th anniversary and that's what the that's what the booth was for. So they're just like different colors of makeup that are for specific superheroes or something or? It's for Star Trek. So okay. it is based off of that. Okay. Huh. Interesting. I mean we kind of stopped by there but it seemed... You know, because I'm thinking like, okay, I mean, with a lot of how these, uh, you know, conventions are, or how these, um, you know, booths usually are that are, you know, like peppered up, you know, that, that are peppered around, uh, you know, downtown San Diego is like typically there's swag and stuff that's being given away for free or, 
you know, there's, you know, usually stuff that like people are offering or whatever. And, and so my thought is that when she said that is that, okay, you know, maybe we'll go over there because, you know, maybe they have like some of the makeup there so that, you know, they can apply it to you, you know, like you'll, they'll put some of the makeup on and show you how awesome it is or whatever, you know, and it'll, it'll help them sell, you know, some of the makeup that they're, that they're offering. But, um, that didn't happen. You know, when we eventually walked over there, they're basically just selling it. Um, so we kind of looked over there, checked it out, but you know, nothing really to see. Uh, you know, but when we did get to uh, Nerd HQ, um, I noticed that there was a line that was starting to form on uh, the far side of the building, which is typically where the uh, where the uh, Smiles for Smiles line start for like the uh, photo opportunities. And so I'm thinking, eh, you know, I'm just gonna see who's there. You know, maybe we can, you know, get a chance to, uh, you know, meet somebody cool. Cause like one last year, we did that when we were like, oh yeah, let's just go see who's, uh, you know, this the smiles for smile line is for. And who was it? Was it Steve Amell? Uh-huh. The dude from Arrow. So like we met we met Steve Amell from Arrow, and that was just because we checked to see like you know what the line was for the the year before. So. Um, so, you know, I went to that line and asked the uh, person who was, like, part of the line organizer, like, hey, who's this line for? And they're all, oh, Nathan Fillion. And I'm like, uh, fuck. Because every time Amanda and I have tried to get into a Smiles for Smiles line for Nathan Fillion, it's always, like, super fucking long or, like, already sold out. They've already cut off the line because, like, everybody's, like, you know, like, swamping the line to meet him. And so this line was, like, super short, and there weren't a fuckload of people in line. So I'm like, oh, fuck, let's get in line. But you can't get in line for Smiles for Smiles unless you have one of those stupid fucking Nerd HQ, like, RFID fucking bracelets. So um, we, had to get in a, we had to get in a pretty long line, uh, you know, to get our fucking bracelets. But luckily, the line actually went by fairly quickly, except they were having some issues with, like, their QR codes and whatever. Anyways, we get the fucking bracelets, you know, and then we had to go through, um, we got to go back through, uh, you know, Nerd HQ, and, uh, we go back to the line, because by this point, it's been like 15, 15, 20-ish minutes had passed, I'd say maybe 15, so we make it back over outside, so I'm like, hey, look, you know, we want to get back in, we want to get in the line, but then I remember, smiles for smiles, it's only cash. You can only pay in cash when you're trying to take photos with these people and they don't accept card at all. So I don't, we didn't, usually I carry some cash, like I'll actually bring a little bit of cash for those kind of situations and I just forgot. Um, so I didn't have any cash and you know, the, uh, the lady was like, oh, there's this ATM. One of the, uh, one of the volunteers is like, oh, there's this ATM that's down the way. And, uh, she said that it was you know wasn't a very great distance and so when I asked one of the people that was in the line I said hey um you know I need to get cash and I was like you know how long is this line gonna be up and she goes oh you might be able to make it and I'm like all right well fuck it I'm gonna give this a go Amanda stood behind and I fucking ran down the street um to this Wells Fargo got money and ran all the way back like I fucking ran like as fast as I could and so when I got back, one of the fucking ladies, there was a different lady that's like, um, no, we're going to cut the line off. I'm like, uh, bitch, like, I just ran all the way over there for this fucking money. And then the other girl, I guess, hadn't noticed that I'd come back, but, uh, 
this other guy saw that I'm like, man, I fucking ran, you know, all the way here. He let me in, but then almost didn't let Amanda in, but Amanda wasn't having none of that and basically walked past that dude. <laughs> huh. Yeah. She's just like, um, excuse me, <laughs> and walked past his ass. So, we, uh, you know, we got into the line for Smiles for Smiles, and Nathan Fillion was a fucking champ. They ended up cutting the line off, like, right after us, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, I had to, I had to meet Nathan Fillion, like, kind of super sweaty because it's fucking hot. And it was supposed to be, like, 80 degrees today, and it ended up being, like, fucking 92 degrees. And then it was actually kind of humid, so, like, it was just super fucking lame as far as the weather goes. And, uh, but Nathan Fillion didn't care. I told him, I was like, oh, I had to fucking run up the street to get money to fucking come meet you. And he's like, oh, well, you made it. Cool, dude. You know, and, you know, put his arm around me and, you know, put his arm around Amanda and we took pictures with him. And it was cool just because, like, I know there's some people that I've met. That if I had showed up fucking sweaty, they'd have been like, uh, no. <laughs> so, um, he was cool as fuck. And so, afterward, um, after meeting Nathan Fillion, we, uh, were walking past, uh, a test, um, like a little test booth for, um, what was it? Um, it was a new Halo game. Halo Wars. Yeah, it was like Halo Wars 2. Um, I thought it was four. Oh, that was the other game. That was Gears. Yeah, it was I like it was, it was like lots it was, of games and numbers. Yeah, it was like uh, like Halo Wars four or something like that. It's basically like a Halo RTS type game. Um, I hadn't played the original, but uh, I tried this one out, um, and it was pretty damn cool. Like, um, you know, I I was like some of the first games that I was like super into when I like. You know, like, started playing PlayStation, when I started playing, uh, you know, on PC, was I played uh, Command & Conquer a lot, and then when I, when I kind of moved away from the Command & Conquer series, as far as RTS games went, I was really into playing uh, Warhammer 40,000 and getting all the expansion packs related to that. So, this um, RTS game, I thought they did a really good job of making a, you know, pretty good quality game. Now, apparently, there were some bugs in the game, um, but they weren't significant enough that I noticed, but the guy who was kind of, like, leading some of the people that were testing the game, um, you know, noticed them, and so, uh, you know, he was going to make some adjustments to the game, but I think it was an alpha test uh, for that game, which was pretty damn smooth, and I really enjoyed it, although we only got to play for, like, 10 or 15 minutes, so... Um, it was just embarrassing, like, while I was testing out that game, because I was still, like... It was hot inside, Nerd HQ. Like, the general area is just, like, so kind of muggy. And, like, I'd already been running from, like, trying to get fucking money to meet Nathan Fillion. So I, like, sweat running down my legs, running down my back. Like, oh, I feel bad for the person that had to wear the fucking headset after me, because, like, it was disgusting. And so, um... The game was pretty cool. Like, I'm... I really miss playing RTS games, and I think that, uh, you know, this Halo RTS is actually um, something that I'm really looking forward to as far as, like, you know, getting back into an RTS-type gameplay. And so, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, that releases pretty soon because um, I thought that, that that game was actually pretty fun. And then one of the, one of the ladies there who was, um, you know, helping run that booth was like, hey, you should go check out the, uh, the Gears of War um the Gears of War game and check it out, and so they had a pre-alpha of uh, Gears of War 4, 
um, that I actually got to test out, and Amanda was actually happy that I did that one because the pre-alpha for Gears of War was in like a, a room that was like just off from like the main lobby that was super air conditioned and uh, the uh, it was it was just very comfy as far as like you know how cool it was in that room and uh, the game itself Gears of War 4 was pretty fucking amazing that game was awesome um, I honestly thought that uh, the gameplay for Gears of War 4 was extremely smooth for pre-alpha um, you know I mean there's a lot of pre-alphas that I've played that actually were just surprisingly polished like last year I tested the pre-alpha before uh, the uh, um, Star Wars Battlefront, you know, got released, and that was, like, pretty polished as well. Amanda actually tested that out with me, too, for the PS4 and the PC. And so, uh, this one was just, you know, um, an extremely good, an extremely, extremely good, uh, experience. And I can say that I'm probably going to pre-order, um, Gears of War 4 for sure, um, I, I thought that that was a really good quality title, and um, you know, it, just in general, I'm looking forward to looking forward to watching that, or, or not 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 watching it, but uh, but playing it. And so, um, I think that's definitely one to have. Although, you know, for those of you that have played all the other Gears of War games, you know that uh, the Gears of War franchise is just generally like a good. Um, a good game to play so like it's probably not shocking that uh, they made actually a, you know a good a good sequel to the game with Gears of War 4 so um, definitely and highly suggest that you get Gears of War 4 um, now afterward we uh, went over to uh, the other side of the lobby because they actually had a pre-alpha test for Battlefield 1 fuck yes this game I'm actually was like planning on getting a pre-order for um you know I've been playing the fucking Battlefield series since 1942 and you know the secret weapons of World War II and then you know when they released fucking Battlefield Vietnam when they released Battlefield 2142 when they released fucking Battlefield 2 and 3 and 4 I haven't I didn't ever play Hardline um you know but uh you know I fucking played every Battlefield and now finding out that they're gonna have uh, Battlefield 1, I was super psyched for this game, so when I found out they had a fucking pre-alpha, like, I absolutely had to test it, and they were actually doing like, a competition, they actually got uh, donations, I think, from Logitech, so if if you were the top ranked person, points wise, for the winning team you got, like, a $60 mouse, like, a pretty good gaming mouse from Logitech, it's like a I can't remember what model it was, it, I think it's the same model of a mouse that I already have, but, uh, um, it's still, it's a $60 mouse that you're getting for just, like, you know, kicking a bunch of people's asses on a, on a video game. So, um, the, the sucky part is, is, like, I took photos of, like, the Halo game RTS, I took photos of, you know, I took stills of, you know, my gameplay with, uh, Gears of War 4, but they were very strict on not wanting anybody to take photos or video of the battle of uh, anything related to Battlefield One, they, you were just allowed to play it. The gameplay, though, 
is everything that you would expect from a Battlefield title. The the gameplay, I mean, I absolutely love the, you know, the the sniper setup, you know, fucking Mosin Nagat rifles and, you know, fucking 1911 pistols and, uh, you know, obviously for sidearms and the machine guns are all weird and gaudy and, you know, uh, you know, being a medic and using a fucking rifle with like a, you know, six round stripper clip and all that kind of stuff, like it actually adds like a very skillful element to... Um, you know, first-person shooter gameplay because you're not just being able to run around and be like fucking, you know, shooting fucking lasers and stupid jump packs and doing all kinds of running on the walls bullshit and you know whatever else fucking Call of Duty does and uh, you know just the the fucking gameplay for Battlefield One was so amazing. The the um, the map that we played looked like like some European stage. Uh, just fucking beautiful. There, I did notice a couple of little glitches with like trying to get up on. Uh, I was trying to get up a ladder because I'd chosen a uh, like a scout, and so I was trying to get like really high up on this tower to fucking uh, pick people off. And uh, like it glitched a little bit on the ladder, but um, otherwise I didn't really notice anything. I typically like hate to get in vehicles, drive vehicles, or do anything like vehicle related because. I just, I've had, you know, some issues with, like, operating the vehicles, but it was super easy to, like, operate um, the vehicles on this map, you know, so, like, when I had a machine gunner, like, we were fucking destroying people, like, I just, I was pretty comfortable um, playing it, I tried all the different uh, classes, I think, well, the ones I could try, I tried support, I got my ass kicked, the, the support gun I didn't like very much. Uh, the assault one was uh, pretty decent, obviously, because, um, you know, there's just a lot less responsibility in just being able to go point and shoot. Uh, the medic, uh, you know, they get a pretty handicapped gun because it only has like six rounds. It's a six round stripper clip rifle. And uh, I didn't have the opportunity to ever try to use my medical pack because I either got fucking killed or when I was about to medic somebody, I get fucking killed. So, I didn't get to test that out. Scout was pretty neat. Um, you know, using uh, using the bolt-action rifle, which is not like that's anything unique, you know, to the game. Um, but just, uh, I don't know, just the overall experience was very satisfying. And I'm uh, pretty sure that we can expect a very good and very polished Battlefield 1 when it releases. So with that said, definitely recommend um, also pre-ordering uh, Battlefield 1 if you weren't already. Although I'd be asking you, like, if you play an FPS game, why the fuck you wouldn't have considered getting that game already anyways. So in case you needed somebody to tell you that this game is amazing, I'm telling you, get it. So um, after we do that, like, we, me and Amanda were pretty hungry at this point. We, we hadn't... Uh, we hadn't eaten, and uh, they had, like, a... Well, Nerd HQ had a couple extra sponsors, and so, um, what was the cereal company that was there? It was Kellogg's. Kellogg's, and it was, uh, what, Craze? Crave. 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 And so, um, we've had that we've had that cereal before, but um, they were actually basically just offering it to anybody. Walk up, you can grab a different bowl of whatever, you know, cereal they had out, and... You know, they had three different kinds of fucking ice-cold milk 
for you to eat cereal. And so, you know, they had like almond milk, 2% and like whole. And so, you know, people were going up there and, you know, grabbing cereal as a snack and it was delicious. And if you took a picture next to this like pretty cool mural that they like made completely out of the cereal, uh, if you took a picture next to it and then like basically just like reposted it with like this certain little hashtag, they'd give you a free fucking box of cereal. So me and Amanda were just like, fuck it. Took a picture, took a picture with a mural, posted them up, got two boxes of cereal. Boom. Thank you, Kellogg's. So, um, you know, we ended up uh, doing that. I believe that was, you know, I don't know. I think that was one of the last things we did at uh, Nerd HQ before we left and uh, went uh, across the street to that uh, Mac building and then after the Mac building we uh, god dang I can't remember what we ended up doing we ended Nintendo up Nintendo Lounge yeah we went uh, we went across the street to um, there's a Hilton on the other side of the convention center there's actually like two Hiltons I think on each side it's a Marriott is it a Marriott Yes. Okay. So there's the Marriott. There's a. <clears throat> so went to the Marriott. Excuse me. And uh, we went there because um, you know from all the previous years, uh, Nintendo always does their Nintendo Lounge in a room that's off from the lobby. It's like a little ballroom that's just off of the lobby from the Marriott. And so I was like, you know what? And I'm like, that is usually pretty fun. They have all kinds of shit at the Nintendo Lounge. And so we figured, fuck it, we're already right here. You know, we still have some time to kill. Let's go check out the Nintendo Lounge. And then after the Nintendo Lounge, we'll, you know, we'll get where we need to go. Because we had tickets um, to uh, Chris Hardwick's uh, stand-up. Um, it's like, uh, what was it? What was it called? What tour? Like the Idiot Tour? Yeah. Yeah, so was, he's doing the Idiot Tour. And that was tonight. And it started at 7 o'clock, so... Um, you know, at the time we went to the Nintendo Lounge, it was probably about four-ish. And so um, we spent about an hour and a half in there. And fucking an hour and a half, I'm buying a snap. Um, you know, we were looking at, like, some Nintendo-themed uh, Vans gear, you know, backpacks, shoes and stuff. Um, stuff that we might end up uh, either getting ourselves or for the kids because some of those designs are pretty cool. Um, you know, watching people do uh, the Pokémon tournament. Uh, you know, people were playing Splatoon. People were taking pictures with... Uh, uh, a big old fucking, um, you know, person dressed as, Cur uh, not Kirby, um, Pikachu. dressed as Pikachu. There was a big old massive Kirby that people were taking pictures with. There were people doing the, like, Super Smash Brothers tournament. <laughs> there was all kinds of stuff going on there. We didn't really have the opportunity to check all of it out, but, you know, we might go back tomorrow. And so, uh, you know, after uh, a little bit of hanging out at the Nintendo Lounge... We, uh, you know, went across, uh, went across uh, downtown, got back in our cars, and uh, drove to, um, is it, what, what's the name of the uh, building where um, Chris Hardwick had his stand-up at? Balboa Theater. Yeah, so we went to the Balboa Theater, um, which is where Chris Hardwick had um, his show, and um, it was a good show. I had never gone to a stand-up with Chris Hardwick and I didn't quite realize how funny he was um it's uh you know he's pretty funny so if you have the opportunity to go to um you know his uh his idiot tour um you know in any of the other cities he might be having it in 
I would suggest going because apparently he's working on his new stand-up. He's working on some new material. Um, he had said that there was like a, a special that um, they'd recently released. <coughs> and so he's working on new material because uh, basically he can't re he can't use any of those jokes anymore because everybody's going to, you know, have heard those jokes. And so now he's got to work on a, you know, a whole new, whole new, uh, I don't know, all new content. So, um, but he was extremely funny. The guys that opened for him were fucking like, you know, they were pretty hilarious. Uh, you know, lots of singing. I think one of the funniest fucking things that was like also like kind of shocking was that silly video that he posted that was about like how the heart works. And he was joking about, like, how, like, a lot of, uh, you know, Hispanic music, um, there's always, always somebody saying fucking corazón, and, you know, it even happens in, uh, uh, like, a purely instrumental song, which is, like, you know, just obviously an exaggeration, but, you know, he's just talking about corazón always being a word, <coughs> you know, that's sung in a lot of these songs, and so, he basically, like, was reading like the subtitles of a old fucking movie talking about how the heart works but he was seeing it in Spanish and it sounded like some sort of like romantic song <laughs> but it was just talking about how the heart works which is fucking hilarious watching Chris Hardwick sing in Spanish so um you know pretty much after that we were we were done yeah we were pretty much done uh, the show was great <coughs> Jesus Christ <coughs> super scratchy throat super crazy need to drink more of this you know medical tonic uh huh oh yeah powering mm, yeah so uh after the show um we pretty much just want to go get something to eat, and so the little tradition of ours is every time we come out here to San Diego for the for the convention, we like to go to this uh, you know like little local restaurant slash bar called Bootleggers because uh, they yeah, they have pretty good food and it's not super expensive and it's uh, you know cool enough, but uh, eh, this last time we're just kind of like service wasn't super great. You know, and it was, like, very clubby to a point where, like, we couldn't even, like, just relax and talk. Because loud. it was, like, way fucking loud in there. And so... Made me feel old. Yeah. Like, get off my lawn old. Yeah, seriously. Like, it felt, like, super old. And, I mean, there were a lot of older people there, too. Like, it wasn't like we were, like, the only, you know, like, 30-somethings in the fucking restaurant. But, uh... <clears throat> definitely uh yeah definitely probably gonna go there during the daytime when it's not like they're not trying to blow the walls off the fucking place <laughs> yeah it was so loud like we're sitting right across from each other on this awkward table uh it's, it wasn't really a table it's more like a coffee table it's kind of sat between like two big chairs yeah not meant for socializing yeah and so i mean it's basically meant to like drink that's like a drinking you know drinking chairs and table but they fucking sat us there to eat so that was kind of lame and uh you know like i said the service just wasn't as great as it has been in the past and uh you know coupled with the fact that like we couldn't really relax um you know just kind of 
wasn't the experience we were hoping for, so, you know, we might just go during the day next time, or, <coughs> you know, maybe just go to a fucking restaurant that's not gonna, like, play, like, you know, ultra-loud music at, like, 9 o'clock. I, mean, I know it's Friday, it's 9 o'clock, you know, people are going out and clubbing and stuff, it's fucking San Diego Comic Con, people are dressed up all Halloween-y, and, you know, it's a good time, but... Yeah, it was just a long day. We just wanted to hang out. So we just went to the wrong spot. Or we just went during the wrong time. Because it probably would have been a different story if we'd gone during the daytime. Uh, we probably should have just gone to like, some posh place like Fogo de Chao. Had some Brazilian barbecue and called it a night. But uh, we had a long you know, we had a long day. We had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we got a full day tomorrow. And so, uh, you know, we'll tell you all about that. And our experiences at... Uh, you know, day two of, uh, well, day two for us, for, uh, you know, our little Comic-Con weekend. So, um, you know, like we said, there is a lot to do outside of the convention. So, if you've ever considered, you know, coming down here to San Diego to, uh, you know, have a good time, you definitely can. I mean, obviously... You know, you're going to have to spend, you know, spend some money for some of the stuff that we're talking about because a lot of the stuff that we did, you know, cost money. But when you consider that, you know, we didn't get those tickets, I mean, not getting tickets to Comic-Con is like an immediate $400 savings. And so, I mean, some of the stuff that we ended up paying for just for today, like, didn't even equal that. So, you know, we have a bunch of other stuff for uh, you know, the next couple of days, and it still doesn't even really come close to that, so I mean, really, we're actually, like, saving money, <laughs> but, uh, we'd rather be in the convention, just attending some of the other, uh, you know, panels that we have a good time seeing, but we're still having a good time, uh, funny story and a little side note before we go, uh, you know, I usually enter these little contests that you see on Twitter and Facebook, you know, like, share, retweet, you know, comment, you know, to see if you're going to win this, that, or the other thing. And the only time that I can remember uh, winning something from, like, something like the where you had to repost something or comment on something was on Facebook. And it was when uh, the original New York Seltzer Onis was uh, relaunching their drinks. And this was uh, probably about a year ago now. And uh, I had, you know, done the comment and share thing. And... They actually got back to me and asked me, like, what flavor I wanted. And so I told them I wanted raspberry. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, hopefully this is legit. And they actually fucking sent me, you know, like a little 12-pack of uh, raspberry oni. So that was pretty fucking cool. And I'm like, yes, super psyched. Because it would have cost me, like, 30-something bucks to get, you know, a 12-pack sent from, like, New York. <coughs> and uh, so I got a notification yesterday uh, through a direct message from... Uh, Nerdist on Twitter and it was basically because like something that I had reposted like weeks ago like I completely forgot that I'd even reposted this fucking thing uh I had entered for a chance to win uh tickets to uh Weird Al's uh concert at the Hollywood Bowl and I'm like, you know what? I've never fucking seen Weird Al. Maybe we'll just go to the freaking, uh, you know, we'll just drive back into L.A. real quick. And we'll just go to the Al, we'll just go to Weird Al Yankovic concert. Because, I mean, what we were going to was, uh, 
you know, we were we had tickets to something else, but I'm like, you know what? We'll just go to the Weird Al thing. I'm like, that would be cool because I've never done that. And uh, so I'm like, you know, it's a little bit of a drive, but it, we can make it work. And, uh, you know, so I get the little direct message and, uh, and they tell, ask me for my name, my email or whatever. Guess what? I never got it. They never fucking sent me the tickets to go see Weird Al. So I couldn't go see Weird Al. And so I ended up going to the other thing that we already had tickets to. Because, <coughs> yeah, we didn't get the tickets that we were supposed to have won. So that was kind of lame. One, it was going to conflict with something that we already had tickets to. So it was kind of a, you know, pick one or choose the other. And, you know, that sucks in itself because you were kind of hoping that maybe you'd win those tickets you know, uh, and it wouldn't, you know, interfere with something that you already had going on, but two didn't even get them. So that sucked. And, uh, I actually sent them a message, but they haven't responded yet. Uh, you know, womp womp for us, but still had a good day and we have a long day tomorrow, like we said before. So, you know, thanks for listening, uh, you know, to our experience of, uh, Friday's San Diego Comic-Con experience. Um, if you have any questions, comments, uh, you can email us at uh, thatconversationalist at gmail.com. You can uh, check out uh, a lot of updates that we did, you know, some of the photos uh, from Nerd HQ, some of the different games that we, te- you know, that uh, I tested out, and, you know, some of the stuff that uh, we did throughout the day on Facebook at That Conversationalist. Um, we also did, uh, we also tweeted and retweeted some of the stuff like uh, uh, Walking Dead's. Uh, recently released uh, season trailer uh, which was released here at uh, San Diego Comic Con and uh, you can check it out on Twitter at at that con podcast uh, listen to us download us on uh, SoundCloud at that conversationalist you could also listen to us or check us out download us on uh, iTunes at uh, conversationalist so Thanks for listening. This wraps up uh, episode 24. I'm Jesse and Amanda here, and we are saying good night. Good night. Bye. Bye.